Welcome to Speak, a podcast of Tashana Times Ministries, sharing sound prophetic declarations and announcements for the kingdom. Tashana Times Ministries is a nonprofit organization based in the Bahamas, whose mission is to reset the standard of holiness, reintroduce the authority of God to the believer, and redirect influence in every sphere of society. Through TTM's ministry divisions, the Movement Evangelism Group, Kingdom Movement Training Academy, TTM events and various programs, our vision is to take the gospel of the kingdom to the world. From wherever you're listening, we hope that the Speak podcast encourages and inspires you. Here's Minister Tashana Tynes with today's message. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. 
comes from Jeremiah 29 and 11 and it reads for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper and not to harm you plans to give you hope 
and the future. And our theme for the year says, trust God. His plans work. Trust God, his plans work. And I will use the scripture to support that theme this morning that is taken from the book of Esther. A very familiar story, Esther is one of two books in the Bible where it's named after women. An orphan girl raised by her cousin, Mordecai. They were a part of the Jewish people who lived in exile. During the Babylonian exile when Persia had replaced Babylon as the ruling power. The story's history outlines that some Jews had returned to Jerusalem where they had enjoyed a reasonable amount of control over their own affairs. However, there were others. There were others like Esther and Mordecai who remained and yet still live in exile. They represented a minority group of Jews. And during this period of time, they were viewed as suspicious and sometimes faced threats to their own existence. A part of the story of Esther in the book, it outlines where there was a man by the name of Haman that threatened the Jewish people's existence. He threatened to wipe them out, to annihilate them. But somehow, if I could put myself in that point in time in history, I could hear the song that the praise team sung earlier, Jehovah is your name. Mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah is your name. Trust God, his plans, his plans work. And though there is no mention of God in this particular Bible chapter, his hands is traced throughout the story. There are messages of the power and sovereignty of God. There are messages about the greatness of God. There are messages that ring true from this story that says that God is still a deliverer. Trust God. His plans work. And so just as you and I, sometimes we cannot trace him, there are still footprints of his existence in our situation throughout our lives. When we cannot trace him, we have to trust him. We believe in physicians to bring the healing that we seek. We believe in lawyers to take us from that 
guilty or uh, uh, guilty verdict to, to, to freedom. We believe in bankers to, to bring a return on our investment. Trust God. His plans work. And so I asked the question this morning, why not believe in a savior even when we cannot trace him and trust our case into his hands, knowing that he will indeed do what we cannot do for ourselves. Trust God. His plans work. So the chapter summary throughout the book of Esther, chapter one, we see King Ahasuerus or King Xerxes gave a feast for all his officials and we have where he requested Queen Vashti to come and put her beauty on display and she refused and so the wise men advised him to replace her. Chapter one. Chapter two, we see that um, Esther, she was taken into the king's harem and was chosen as queen and Mordecai had told Esther of the plots of against the king. In chapter three, um, the king promoted Haman, but Mordecai would not bow to him. And so this frustrated him, this enraged him. And so he set out to destroy the Jews. Chapter four, Mordecai asked Esther to plead with the king. And Esther's response was to hold it fast. Yeah in preparation for her presentation before the king. In chapter five, we see where Esther had one favor with the king. Chapter six, we see where the king read about the plot against him. Haman came to ask about hanging Mordecai and the king instead told Haman to honor Mordecai instead. Trust God. His plans work. Whatever the enemy is plotting against you, God has a plan to turn over that plot and use it against the enemy. And sometimes we cannot see it in the moment, right? We cannot fathom how our God will deliver us. But the same gallows that the enemy is erecting and proposing for you to hang on. God used that same equipment to hang the enemy on. Trust God. His plans work. And so an orphan girl who lived in exile, and I can imagine did not have access to all of the finer things in life as a queen Vashti would have had access to as the king lived in. She did not have access to all of these amenities. An orphan girl was taken out of her pit out of her comfort, out of an impoverished state, and now she is promoted to the palace, the footprints of God, the plan of God. God is mapping it all out to bring resolution to a plot that was not yet exposed, but he knew, and he had already started to put things in motion to overturn it. Esther chapter 2, verse 1 through 8 reads, After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus subsided, 
he remembered Bathsheba, what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's servants who attended him said, let beautiful young virgins be sought for the king and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins to Shushan, the citadel, into the women's quarters under the custody of Haggai, the king's eunuch, custodian of the women, and let beauty preparations be given to them. Then let the young women who pleases the king be queen instead of Ashton. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. In Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemai, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Verse 6 reads, Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captive who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. And verse eight says, so it was. When the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens were gathered together into Shushan, the palace, to the custody of Haggai, that Esther was brought also unto the king's house to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. Brought into custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And so if we look at the word promoted, Remember now, Esther was living in a certain type of condition. She lived in a certain type of atmosphere. She lived in a certain type of environment. But now she is taken from where she is and promoted to the palace. Promoted means to raise someone to a higher position or rank. Just by virtue of the fact that she moved from where she was and was placed to the palace, that's testimony enough that God was up to something. God had moved her from where she was, a lowly position, and now had elevated her to a higher position and rank. Trust God. His plans work. And so she moved in the direction of the palace, promoted to the palace, to moving in the direction of some place, promoted to a particular location. And when we look at castles or palaces, they are symbolic of places, positions, power, authority, dominance, safety, sovereignty, wealth, all of these good stuff. So don't just look at the physical movement. Esther was moved to a position. Yes, 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 yes. She wasn't 
position of power, of influence, of authority, of dominance, of sovereignty, and of wealth. Placing her in position. Trust God. His plans work. And so now she's, she's placed. She's in the favorable place. She's, she's moved into the plan that God was about to roll out, not just for her life, but by extension, the Jews. She's now in a place of prominence. She's now in a place of permanence. And she is now in a place of prestige for his purpose. Trust God. His plans work. And what is interesting about this story is that we begin to see what we now know as a gift of administration or organization also highlighted in the story. The gift of administration is a gift of rulership. It's a gift of leadership. And so Esther was also being utilized in that way as God has now placed her in the palace. The illustration says, a boss called one of his employees into the office. Rob, he said. You've been with the company for a year. You started off in the mail room. One week later, you were promoted to a sales position. And one month after that, you were promoted to district manager of the sales department. Just four months later, you were promoted to vice president. Now, it's time for me to retire and I want you to take over the company. And so the boss asked his employee, Rob, he said, well, what do you say to that? The employee said, thanks. And the boss said, thanks? Is that all you can say? The employee says, I suppose not. Thanks, Dad. Listen to me. We are God's children. God is orchestrating some things in our lives favorably because we are children of the Most High God. God is promoting us. God is moving some things out of the way. He is placing his children in position of authority. Why? Because we are rightfully alive and in the right position and in relationship with God. So God is
man's work. The word of God said, for promotion coming neither from the east, nor the west, nor the south, but God is the judge. He put it down one, and he set it up another. Hey. Listen, think it not strange when you see some things begin to shift in your life. promoted her to the palace. In Esther 2, verse 9 and 12 through 15, it reads, And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her things for purification, with such things as belonged to her, and seven maidens which were meat to be given her out of the king's house, and he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Verse 12, now when every maid's turn was come to go into King Ahasuerus, after that she had been 12 months, according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purifications accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with sweet odors, and with other things for the purifying of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women, to the custody of Sheshgat, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. She came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. Verse 15, now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So she was promoted to the palace, but she was also preferred in the palace. Esther found favor uh, in the sight of all who looked upon her and the king's officials, so much so that she began receiving preferential treatment. Preference. It is a choosing of or special liking for one person or thing rather than another or others. In Bahamian terminology, you curry favor. And so they had curried favor with Esther. They had showed her preference. They had given her extra things that she could use in order to prepare and make preparation for her to the king. And so she was in the position 
of influence with someone powerful or famous. She had found favor with someone of influence, someone who could affect change, someone who can and could have influenced the outcome of the situation, someone who the king probably trusted. They trusted his words. They trusted his recommendations. They trusted his referral. And so Esther was this same one that found favor in this person's life. Influence with someone powerful or famous. And God used what he made her with to find for her to find favor. He used the beauty that he had given her for her to find favor. God will use what you have in order for you to find favor with man. God will use your makeup, your ability, what he has placed on the inside of you, your uniqueness. There's something about you that God is using to position you so that you can be preferenced, so that you can find favor in the sight of that person of influence. God's unmerited favor. Trust God. His plans work. When a person works an eight-hour day and receives a fair day's pay for his time, that is called a wage. When a person competes with an opponent and receives a trophy for his performance, that is called a prize. When a person receives appropriate recognition for his long service or high achievements, that is called an award. But when a person is not capable of earning a wage, can win no prize, and deserves no reward, yet receives such a gift anyway, that is a good picture of God's unmerited favor. Nothing that you and I can do, nothing that you and I can give, what that God has decided to pour out his blessings, what that God has decided to be gracious, Jesus. What God? God, you think 
And so when God, preferences you, when God prefers you, he prepares you, and when he prepares you, he is making you ready for service. When God preferences you, he prepares you, and when he prepares you, he makes you ready for service. So where are you at right now? Have you been preferred? Because if you've been preferred, God is making you ready for service. There is a work for you to do. There is something that God has in mind for you. So get ready because he has positioned you so that he can reference you. towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope, a future, an expected end, some versions say, an expected end. I heard Reverend Jay preach one time that it was a fixed fight. Well, this fight is fixed. The end has already been determined. Trust God. His plans work. Esther 4 and 14 reads, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So she was promoted to the palace. She was preferred in the palace. Now look now for or at the purpose for the palace. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So get ready. Get ready. The purpose is about to be revealed. Stating purpose of object or action. When the sole survivor reached a small uninhabited island, he prayed for God to rescue him, but help didn't come. Eventually, he built a hut out of driftwood for protection from the elements. One day, he returned from scavenging for food and found his hut in flames, the smoke rising into the sky. Angrily, he cried, God, how could you do this to me? The next morning, he was awakened by rescuers. How did you know I was here? He asked. We saw your smoke signal. They replied. you're in. He will use the elements. 
He will use the materials. And when we think we are making a way of escape for ourselves, we get disappointed and sometimes sent back. But that same disappointment, God uses to send up a smoke signal in the air so that rescuers can know your location. Every barricade out of 
supplication, with thanksgiving, you lay your request before God. Because let me tell you something, God has got your back. accepted. They said that the word access is only found three times in the New Testament. Romans 5 and 2, we have access into grace. Ephesians 2 and 18, we have access unto the Father. 1 Timothy 2 and 5, we have access through Jesus Christ. And now in Esther, the Old Testament, we have access by our faith. Trust God. His plans work. Let's just stand to our feet. This is a good moment for you just to reflect on your own situation. This is a moment for you to come into remembrance. Hear the words of the Lord as, as it has rhymed throughout these walls already for the air. Trust God. His plans work. 
Sometimes you don't understand why God has positioned you until you start connecting the dots. And you realize that those dots created the perfect picture that led to your positioning. So Father, we thank you for connecting the dots. God, we trust your plans. We don't question it. God, because we are stating today, God, that our soul dependence is on you. And so remove the scales off of our eyes so that we can see your hand in it all. So that we can see how you have been moving, how you have been orchestrating, how you've been changing things around just for us so that we can be placed positionally in the place of favor that will grant us access, Heavenly Father, to the breakthrough that we need. Now, God, we seal your word over this house. We ask that you show up and you show out strong. Because you are preparing this congregation, our listeners, for greater. That's what it is. Greater. And we embrace your move in our lives. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. 